Yeah, so uh, I'm just actually a little curious um, what your thoughts are that both basketball teams at this program are 5 and 0 right now. Um, say it again? At, what are your thoughts that both basketball programs at this school are both 5 and 0? Um, we're, we're, we're you might be assuming that we're going to win tomorrow, right? We're four and zero right now, but it's um, listen. Uh, I mean, it's pretty breathtaking what's happening at BYU athletics right now. I mean, I, I, is it true that every sport now is, that's actively playing is a top twenty-five team? Is that true? And they're and they, you know they're a couple they're a couple wins away this week from being top twenty-five. But you think about. It. You just go down the list of cross country, men's and women's, and volleyball, and women's women's volleyball, and women's soccer, and men's football, and men's basketball, and soon to be women's basketball. I don't know. Is there another athletic department in the country that has every single active team in the top 25? I'd actually love for someone to check that out because there can't be many, right? It's pretty. It's pretty awesome. So, um, is a great women's team. You know, Juddy does an unbelievable job. They have terrific players. And, and um, so it's exciting to watch them as well as all the other sports here at BYU. It's pretty great. Coach, what are your thoughts on the WCC this year? You have San Francisco's undefeated, St. Mary's, Santa Clara, you guys, Gonzaga. It could potentially be a three or four team bid league in March. What are your thoughts on the conference? Yeah, it, again, same thing, right? It's just this conference has started out the season so well with. With a lot of big wins against against really really high quality opponents, St. Mary's last night um, over Notre Dame, and and uh, you know Santa Clara's put together great wins. They just beat TCU, I think, yesterday or the day before, and and uh, beat Stanford, and and the Zags obviously already took out Texas, and um, you know, and I'm sure I'm forgetting a lot, but the the, the this league is tough, man. It's really good, so. I think right now we have six teams in the top 100 and four soon to be maybe five teams in the top 50. And and so I think we're, uh, you know, I think we're, you know, Ken Palm's got us just a point and a half behind the Pac-12 right now is the is the next best conference in the in the country. And um, it's exciting. Like, it's a great conference. We've been really blessed to be a part of it. It's going to be uh, just a dogfight all year long this year. It makes it really fun because – there's a lot of quad one games in conference now, which isn't always the case. And so that's going to help all of us in terms of, uh, you know, chasing uh, NCAA seeding and, and bids and the whole deal. And so it's super exciting. It's interesting. BYU athletics are really good right now. Athletics in the state of Utah are really good right now. If you, you kind of feel the same way about the, the men's basketball teams in the state of Utah. First of all, football – BYU and Utah are both in the top 25, and I think Utah State is getting votes, right? And then basketball, you've got uh, Utah undefeated and Weber State undefeated, and uh, Utah State just won a huge tournament, and UVU's played really, really well, and Southern Utah's picked to win the big sky, and Dixie State already has a huge win under the belt. I, sure, I think I forgot an in-state team too, but it's incredible. Right, a lot of winning going around, uh, going on in the state of Utah right now. It's pretty fun, and in our conference also. Coach, you've always noted you know, the, the work you guys put in with two days and things like that. Is there now that you guys are ranked? You feel like there's even a greater sense of intensity from the players what you see in the practice this week? Um, yeah, you know, it's uh, you win or lose, you're always dealing with winning or losing, right? 
and it's always a challenge to kind of like it's always every day it's it's the job of trying to help each other in our locker room refocus on what matters on what's really important and this team has been really good with their energy you know every day really I mean we have a couple days that haven't been perfect but you know, again today they they had great intensity and urgency and trying to get better. I think we all feel it. Right? We we need to get way better. You know, this next six game run, it just is it's insanity, right? And so so we we got to get better to take on these challenges. We know the challenges ahead of us. And I think the guys are really excited about it. And listen, it's nice to do that from where we're doing it. We get to do it from 18, right? Which is Better than doing it from 19 or 20 or 21 or 150 or 357, right? And so the fact that we get to do take on the six games from 18 is pretty great. Is there any fear of looking ahead past tomorrow from your guys to those future challenges? Um, I don't think so because this Texas Southern team is really good. You know, it's so interesting. So, you know, ranking teams on wins and losses right now is a little bit insane. So... This team is 0-5. They've led in every single game except the Oregon game. That includes uh, leading the second half at North Carolina State most recently. They uh, led at Air Force. They led um, at Washington, almost had the win, um, and helped me guys with the other game. Uh, there was another high – oh, St. Mary's. It led at St. Mary's, and we just saw how good St. Mary's is. This Texas Southern team is really good. You know, like Cleveland State, they are a championship team. They won their conference, won their conference tournament, and then won a game in the NCAA tournament last year with essentially the whole crew back. They are a championship pedigree team. They're just in a position where they had to go on the road and play five ridiculously difficult games to start the season, and they've been in every single one. So uh, I don't think my guys are looking passive because this Texas Southern team is really good. They're really, really dangerous, um, and they're they're you know they've been on the cusp of a win against high major teams five times in a row now. So this is going to be a big time challenge for us tomorrow night. And you faced they were here last year as well. So yeah. with everybody coming back, is it pretty much? the same type of team that you'll face? Yeah, you know, they have a couple transfers in that are really talented. And um, so, you know, I think the team might be better. Um, certainly the guys returning are older and they've been through it more. It's a senior-laden team. It's a veteran team. Uh, they've been through the wars. They had a lot of success together. So um, they know us a little bit. They've been in this gym. They're not going to be surprised by the gym. And and um, so it's, it's on. You had mentioned, obviously, that there's still things to work on and there always will be, regardless of what your record is. But with the strong start, is, is there something that you can pinpoint as to something that's really working well for this team right now? Yeah, I, I'm so proud of us on the glass. I'm super proud of us on the glass. Like, we, you know, we played against great rebounding teams and we've been successful against great rebounding teams. And so that's, that's a big deal for us. I'm, I'm, I'm really proud of us defensively in terms of trying to stay locked in. You know, we're a little bit more efficient offensively than defensively right now. But for us in our program, the fact that we're a top 25 defensive team right now is a major, major accomplishment. And it's something we're taking a lot of pride in. I think those two things give us confidence uh, in terms of playing. Like, you can always save yourself on a defensive end and, and rebounding the ball. So we have to get better. Um, even this game against um, – um, Central Methodist was super functional for us because we learned a lot. We saw some holes that we have to fix, some things we have to get better at. And, and, uh, but, but those two things are things we're really proud of. I think I'm also proud of the things we're turning down right now. 
we're not functioning at, at, a, at an elite level offense. I mean, we're top 25 efficiency offensively right now, but, but we can get so much better. But I am proud in the sense of the stuff we're turning down right now. Our guys are really trying to help each other earn shots, and we just are going to get better at that. But the, but the beginnings of us having a chance to be really good are there. Well, will some of that happen too? Because obviously with a lot of new faces, it's going to take time. And things have worked well, but will that just come also the longer this group plays together? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and it's not just get these guys getting comfortable with, with each other. It's them getting comfortable with me. Like, T. John Lucas is carrying a huge burden on this offense right now, and he's still trying to kind of get used to me and understand kind of what we want, and he's doing a great job. But he's going to get way more comfortable. And, um, you know, Seneca is still trying to kind of, you know, sometimes look at me like, hey, you told me exactly the opposite thing yesterday than you're telling me right now. What are you talking about, right? And so, and so, you know, we go through this process. It's it's not a, you know, one thing about basketball is that we don't have stoppage of play on every single possession. So, there's so much of this game that goes into feel and philosophy more than like point A to B for every single guy in six seconds, right? And so, so the learning curve in that sense is sometimes way more complicated for the guys on the floor because you have to learn kind of a nuanced feel to the game more than like, I can't tell you exactly what to do in exactly this situation until we're actually reviewing on film, right? And so, um, so there's, a, there's a growth process there that's really fun and exciting and, and our guys are going through that right now. Yeah, so um, we, 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 we're going to celebrate, you know, listen, we live a very um, rudimentary life. If we win tomorrow, we're going to celebrate Thanksgiving. And if we don't win tomorrow, we're going to be super thankful and we will acknowledge Thanksgiving. And that's just kind of our life as, as basketball players, right? It's kind of the same for Christmas, and that's just how it goes. Coach, what, uh, what areas have you seen Gideon George improve this year to see him practicing like he's communicating a lot? I mean, just what, yeah. on the court, what's he done to elevate his game from when he first got in the program? Yeah, I think he's been special on the glass for us, especially the offensive glass. He's a problem on the offensive glass. He, he's, he's come up with a huge place for us. Um, we're actually trying to stretch his game a lot, have him push the ball in transition to make decisions, have him come off more ball screens to make more decisions, have him uh, get to two feet stop down the lane and make more decisions. Um, so he's 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 also having a grow right now a lot in the way he approaches this game. Uh, his urgency on defense, I think, is is moved to another level. I'm super proud of him that way. His leadership in our locker room has gone from him being one of the guys that just kind of was observing last year to him being a leading voice this year. That's a huge step forward, and so he's made great strides. I'm super proud of where he is. Give it a go today in practice. Do you feel? Confident enough that he can play tomorrow. Yeah, we, we kind of had him on a minute restriction. We shut him down maybe two thirds of the way through practice. We're I'm going to know more based on how he feels in the morning, right? So he practiced for 20 minutes yesterday. He didn't do anything really live, but actually moved around for the first time, and um, he was just a little bit sore, a little bit tender, uh, kind of the same as he's been. So it wasn't didn't have a, you know, he, he didn't go backwards, and so that's going to tell us a lot tomorrow morning. You mentioned earlier about the way that the team is rebounding and the, the way that the team is defending right now. To what do you attribute the way that you guys have been doing those 
Yeah. Um, well, I think it's it's the guys buying a lot, right? Um, you know, this is uh, defense and rebounding, energy and toughness and commitment, right? That's what it comes down to. We also have capable guys. We have some length also that really helps us. But mostly it's been a, it's been the guy's commitment. You know, <clears throat> Alex Barcelo coming back had a couple areas where he really, really was hungry to get better. And one of them was on his impact on the defensive end of the floor, not just not just uh, f- um, fulfilling his responsibility in terms of our team framework, but also having plays where he actually makes an impact, a positive impact on the defensive end. And, and I think that, you know, having one of your leaders be so committed to that end, I think that filters down through the whole roster. And we have a bunch of guys that are willing to do it. And we have some length. You know, we've talked about this a lot, but Seneca and, and Gideon and Caleb and Spencer, you know, these guys have some length to them that is, um, allows us to do some things different uh, defensively. And so it's, it's, it's really been that. It's been the guys buying and commitment. Coach, I saw uh, at the end of practice there was a young kid, young family uh, that came to uh, practice. You guys kind of let him, let him uh, lead the cheer. I also saw something on social media about uh, an older BYU fan that came to practice. Yeah. Uh, what do those type of moments uh, maybe mean for, for you? And like, well, how those come about? And, and what uh, just kind of the, the impact it makes being on the community to have those chances? Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, everyone thinks about coming to the games, but the games sometimes you're limited in interaction a little bit, right? The games are awesome. I mean, come on, walking in this arena right now is magic, right? And so that's a special event in itself. But at these practices, we probably have more freedom and, and, and time to actually talk and, and spend time together. So we love having uh, all kinds of people come to practice. Um, and I think it does a lot. You know, I think one thing is it helps our guys. Uh, first, it helps them remember that there's a lot of people that care about what they're doing right now. And so any way you can put more fuel in the tank about why you come and work so hard and what you do, and, and it means a lot to a lot of people. And that's something that's really great to remember because we can get isolated just in our own little silo, and we can, we can miss that. And so it matters to a lot of people. And the second thing is, you know, I think when you get a chance to be around people and understand the struggles and challenges they're facing in their life, all people, because everyone's facing struggles and challenges, but when you get to be with them intimately, um, I think it makes it really easy to be grateful for the good things that we have going on in our life and for the team that we get to function around and for the opportunity that we have to be here. This gratitude solves just about every issue. You know, um, President Nelson ca- uh, came out and, and gave a really powerful talk, I think two general conferences ago, about the power of gratitude and what it means. And, and um, that's a core principle in our, in our locker room and, and on our team. And so anything we can do to help us um, just acknowledge all the things we're grateful for is, is really powerful for our team. It makes our team function better.